Odd Trails contains adult language and content. If you have a story to share, send it to stories at oddtrails.com. Enjoy the show. Forget facts. Forget logic. Forget everything that seems real. Just trust. Believe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special, very different episode of Odd Trails. Yeah, we're happy to have Timothy Renner from Strange Familiars on the show. He has a podcast where he covers all sorts of paranormal oddities, and we felt he'd be a good fit. Yeah, we've been getting Bunny Man stories lately, and uh, one of the listeners recommended that we have him on because he's also covered this weird cryptid. And uh, he had a lot to share, a lot of creepy stories. So there's no shortage on scary stuff here. So don't worry about that. Right, right. And here we thought it was some unique discovery that our listeners tuned us into. (laughs) But lo and behold, no, Timothy, he has quite the stories to share about this unknown entity. Yeah, it's really cool. You guys are going to enjoy it. You, You sound pretty good, man. Are you feeling better? I am. I am. COVID actually didn't kick my ass as hard as I thought it would. Just had the usual body aches. But no fever, no loss of smell. It wasn't the end of the world. Oh, your teeth fell out. That was weird. I got them replaced. Yeah, they're fake now. Okay. I'm feeling all right. Nice. Yeah. Sexy veneers. Thank you. I can even wind them up and have them chatter. (laughs) And if you look closely, you'll notice that I have vampire teeth instead of regular canines. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) A bunch of you DM'd me inquiring about my health, and I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yep, we're all glad you're alive. Happy to be back. And uh, let's just jump right in. I think you guys are going to enjoy this interview with Timothy Renner of Strange Familiars. Enjoy. All right, this week we're blessed with the presence of author, artist, musician, and host of one of my favorite podcasts, Strange Familiars, uh, Timothy Renner. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we've been sharing listener stories about supernatural, paranormal, et cetera, uh, on our show every week. And I find myself personally a bit fatigued by these kinds of subjects because uh, we talk about them so often. And so I have a hard time finding other podcasts and outlets that I like to listen to or watch about these types of weird topics. But your show, Strange Familiars, was a breath of fresh air to me. I found it a few months ago. Um, You get some of the most interesting people on your show and truly some of the most mind-bending personal accounts that I've ever heard since like I started reading the Mothman prophecies and it reminded me so much of your show because these accounts are so personal. Um, your interviews really, I guess, shine like through all this, sh- this saturated genre in the podcast space of paranormal accounts. 
And I've only listened to a handful of episodes so far, but I'm really excited to explore the rest. Can you tell us and our listeners some more about your show and what we can expect when we dive in? Well, it started out as a, like, I, I just, I wanted to do a documentary, an audio documentary of my first book. That's all I wanted to do. Mm, okay. And I was bugging uh, Wes from Sasquatch Chronicles, and I was bugging my friend Soraya from Where Did the Road Go? I think I contacted both of them and I said, hey, let, you know, let me make this content for your podcast. Let me just make this uh, audio documentary. And, you know, Wes, I don't remember his exact reply. I love Wes to death. And I realize now it just it doesn't fit his show. What I wanted to do, like it's Sasquatch Chronicles. What I wanted to do was not strictly Sasquatch. It gets into a lot of other weird stuff. And especially at that time, um, I think Wes is kind of embraced the weirder aspects of the topic over time but especially at that time I, I don't think it made any sense so you know i forget what he said but it, it was essentially a a pass on his part which is totally fine i love west to death we've become great friends over time and uh soraya to his credit was like just do you do your own podcast dude just make your own podcast so i I don't know at what point it went from, let me just make this three episode audio documentary to, I guess I'll do a podcast, but somewhere in there, somewhere in those first three episodes, I was like, well, I'll just, I guess I'll keep it going. So, uh, then I started and, you know, initially I wanted to do these on site things where I would go to these strange places myself every single time. Still a big part of what we do, but I realized if you want to do a weekly podcast, you just, can't do that like yeah that would be your whole entire life every single week just going different places throughout the country yeah not only that but you know i'll visit 10 places before anything of interest happens you know Mm -hmm. the our over at patreon our our patrons are happy to you know they told me just turn on the mic and hike we're we're fine with that but (laughs) i feel bad doing that you know i want if i want there to be something to present to people and sometimes we go to these places and nothing happens so, you know, you hear, if I'm doing an on-site show, we've probably done, you know, visited 10 places before we've gotten one that's that's worth, you know, releasing to the public. That's awesome. And yeah, the work shows, it really does. And, and when you say you feel bad about just, you know, logging audio while hiking around or traveling, I totally understand that. We, we, we are kind of the same way. Like we want to put out the best quality possible for people. And it definitely shows in your work. Oh, thank um, you. Thanks. Every single episode that I've listened to so far, and I, I'm a new listener, super good quality. Um, the main, uh, like like you said, you talked about Sasquatch. Um, uh, you talk about a lot of different cryptids, but you you explore all facets of the weird, high, strange, paranormal and everything. But really the main uh, subject that we wanted to talk about uh your podcast was recommended by a listener after we shared two Bunny Man stories on our show, and we had never heard of Bunny Man. It was a completely new thing to us. And since I had been listening to your show for a while, I figured, hey, we got to get you on the show to maybe shed some light on this specific topic, considering it's a cryptid or entity that's been on your show. Um, Brandon and I both listened to episode 95 together where you spoke to a couple of folks about their experiences with Bunny Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were particularly interested in the story with the woman who shared her experience with the Easter Bunny Man. And this is what I really want to drill into for a few minutes here. Uh, would you mind sharing like a quick summary of her experience for our listeners if they aren't familiar yet? I have 370 some episodes in the can. 
No I, way. Okay. I, I, yeah, so, I was about to say. That, I know I was exactly. About to say, that's reaching <laughs> I back. Um, I, the only thing I remember is that I think she woke up and the Easter bunny. I, I, and I think we've had two Easter bunny ones. Okay. Um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think she woke up and it was a massively tall Easter bunny. Yeah. It was like seven foot yeah. from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Barely fit in the door frame. Yeah. Like without the ears. Like, yeah, without the ears. It was like huge. But uh, beyond that, I don't remember the details of the story. I'm very sorry about that. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I actually, we have that same problem. A lot of listeners will ask us, hey, do you remember what story this was? And they'll give us a few details. I'm like, I have no clue. We have hundreds of stories that we've received and read through. Um, yeah, we take it week by week. People ask, oh, what's your favorite story? I'm just like, uh, the other one, the one from the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the most recent one is my favorite one. The one I last narrated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you my favorite Bigfoot encounter in detail from the show, but but Bunny, so Bunny Man is, is what I call... These unpeople, uh, they're okay. They're um, like we have, you know, flannel man's another one of these. These unpeople we have on that, like they could be real people, but they're just a little bit off, just a little bit weird, or sometimes a lot weird. And these are some of my favorite accounts. Yes, uh, my friend, my friend Johnny's on the show sometimes as a, as a you know occasional co-host. He was driving with his family on a road very near to where I live one night, not around Easter, just driving down the road. And in the middle of the field, there's a guy sitting in a chair in a bunny costume, waving at them (laughs) as they pass. He said his whole family remembers this. They talked about it all the time. Yeah. I think this was on your show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I had him on. And he said it was illuminated from above. And I said, John... What was the lights? Because I know where he was. There's no, like, you know, I said, what was the light source? And then he got quiet and said, I don't, I don't remember. So that's, yeah, it's a little weird, weird uh, twist to it. And I know it's like a parallel between some of these stories where they have a bit of abduction or alien uh, aspects to them. Yeah, there's, there's a, just an oddity to it. Yeah. And anytime entities show up in people's houses, there, there's, there's an element of that as well. Like, especially like the the ones where people are, you know, waking up to have bunny men hang out in their room or whatever. It gets real weird then. I was about to ask, like, do the people who witness this rabbit entity have anything in common? Because a lot of the stories we've received about this rabbit man or whatever you want to call it consist of people being in bed or yes. falling asleep, mm-hmm. waking up in the middle of the night. Is this a pattern you've noticed as well? Like, what sort of overlap is there with the people that witness this so for bunny man we've had just as many people out in public walking around and just seeing a weird person like not around easter in a bunny costume <laughs> as we like the clowns <laughs> remember the clowns yes, from like 2012 or whatever you know, it was very yeah. similar yes. yeah wow yeah that is so weird man and i so the the what we call like the nighttime invaders i think john keel called them bedroom invaders but it sounds a little a little perverted, so we just call him <laughs> yeah. He's a little perverted, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, th- those nighttime invaders come in all shapes and sizes, and they're, I mean, we just have a whole, like, character list of, of you know, them, including Bunny Man and the Flannel Man guy, and there was one, what were we calling it, the nightmare creature for a while, a bunch of, mm-hmm. this one guy talked about this, like, very sallow, like a... Almost, he said it looked like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man, but his skin was like yellow. Mm-hmm. And then other people wrote in like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. 
you know, it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened with us. Somebody wrote in about the bunny man story. Uh, we shared it on the podcast and we thought, oh, that was interesting. And then all of a sudden somebody sent another story. Somebody said, oh my God, I've saw the same thing. I'm going to write into you soon. And that's the cool thing about our podcasts like this is because we're sharing people's true encounters and there's so much overlap with other people and there's so many similar oh, yeah. experiences and similar little details. Like, for instance, um, she, I, I remember specifically the woman that shared the Easter bunny story with the tall bunny that she woke up to in the middle of the night. It had its back turned to her. And that was such a weird, um, creepy uh, trait mm-hmm. that it had. You know, it was just so weird that it had its back turned and it was like kind of like munching on food or doing something weird. And she couldn't really tell, you know, if it was a person in a costume or if it was actual rabbit. But that that weird aspect were like, for instance, we had a story where somebody heard sniffing in their bedroom when they woke up in the middle of the night and they couldn't figure out what that was. And after, you know, a few times of this happening, this bunny pops its head up from behind the bed. Wow. Yeah. And it was the sniffing coming from the bunny doing this weird sniffing noise. And then there would be times where it would just kind of like poke its head or beyond the door and just kind of peek in. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like a trickster. And the, the one thing that we could find online through all of our searching was the puka. I don't know if you, you're familiar mm-hmm. with puka. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Irish folklore mm-hmm. spirit. It's kind of a trickster spirit, but one weird thing, and this is a synchronicity that happened with me last night while I was, you know, putting together some of the questions we want wanted to share with you. Um, I was watching a movie. I'm going to edit this in our episode because I don't want to spoil the movie. But if you want to know what movie it was, go ahead and message us. Um, I was watching the a goofy movie. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so this was completely random. It was on a list of horror movies that I've been meaning to watch. I just clicked on it, started, and. I, I wasn't even going to pay attention to it. I was going to fall asleep to it. And then all of a sudden, the the devil appeared in the movie. It was basically possessing the characters. And the devil was a silhouette of a rabbit, just a giant rabbit man. Hmm. And this, you know, this happened last night when I was getting ready to do this interview about Bunny Man with you. And uh, both time, the first time that it showed up in the movie, I thought it was possibly like a goat with horns. But then the second time that it showed up towards the end of the movie... It was very clearly a rabbit. And that just got me thinking, like, are people seeing, you know, the person who wrote this movie, did they see this rabbit man, this bunny man growing up? Where did they get this idea from that the devil was a rabbit? Why would they put that in the movie? You know, Um, I'm just wondering, do you think that this is some kind of uh, malevolent spirit or is it more of a trickster spirit like we're, we're seeing in folklore where it's more of a trickster it's not doesn't necessarily mean anybody any harm um i mean i think most of these entities don't mean people any harm or we, yeah we'd be having a lot more stories of people being harmed right we, we we get a lot of stories and a lot of people get scared yeah and and that's understandable i mean this stuff's weird you know it's it's according to everything we've been told it's, it shouldn't be right there. absolutely <laughs> so you know but i don't i don't think I won't say they can't harm us because there are some stories. There are some stories of like Bigfoot attacks and stuff, which are. Oh yeah. We actually have a story of a rabbit man character. It's, it was more of a sleep paralysis demon. This woman would uh, fall into sleep paralysis. And instead of seeing like a shadow person, like you would normally hear about, it was a rabbit. It was like a man with a rabbit head 
that was choking her, that would get on top of her and choking her. And it would repeat, say my name, say my name over and over again. And her boyfriend actually heard on the phone the vo- the the voice of the rabbit saying, say my name. Wow. And he, yeah, he corroborated this story with her. He actually heard it. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what the, and the other thing is they can be, right? They, they, they can be bad news. Uh, some of this bunny stuff reminds me of, you know, they're talking about the sinister side of it. Uh, we, we get these stories occasionally of people that will say, you know, you know, usually, usually, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but, and at, at that point I'm like, this is strange familiar, <laughs> you know, nothing sounds crazy anymore. Yeah. But they'll say like, when I was, you know, 10 years old or something, you know, uh, there was a cartoon character that appeared under my house one day and was beckoning me to come under the house. I'm like, what are you talking about a cartoon character? I'm like, no, no, it looked like an animated cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. And it's so <laughs> weird, but it's also so sinister. Like when you're talking about little kids, like things like beckoning little kids and stuff. And it's, you know, the, 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 they didn't go under the house, you know, but you wonder. I'm thinking of Pennywise in the gutter. That's right? kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And you wonder, like, well, what if this person had gone under the house? Like, would, would they have even called me, you know? <laughs> I mean, would they be there here today? I don't know. But it, it, there's there can be a very sinister aspect to it. Yeah. But I think for the for the most part these things are just it's like you know it's what I call the other and I, it, the other as a general thing the, the supernatural mm-hmm. it doesn't quite get it. Yeah. It's it, it doesn't quite get what scares us. It doesn't quite get how to act normal. It just doesn't quite get it. And that very much reminds me uh, a lot of John Keel stories about men in black where it's almost like they're wearing skin suits, like they've Mm -hmm. harvested parts of humans or they've tried to replicate parts of humans that don't really make sense. They're a little too blocky. Their skin is just doesn't look natural. There's something about their speech. Something's just not right. And they're 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 trying to mimic uh, our physical attributes, which I mean, there's something off about it, you know, taking it back to folklore you know our our ancestors always said like you know the fairies when they took on human form there'd always be something that wasn't right just something that wasn't quite right exactly and yeah. uh, it, they said the devil could never be you know fully human there'd always be like he'd have like one cloven hoof or something you know there'd be all, something off yeah yeah and that's what makes these stories to me personally the creepiest you had one it was the first episode i listened to my friend cody uh introduced me to your show a few months ago and the first one that i loaded up I can't remember too many details about it, but this guy was talking about how he saw like a doppelganger of himself either on the roof or something. And it was smiling, but it the smile seemed unnatural and he wasn't smiling with his eyes. I think that was his brother. Yeah. That's was, what it was. It was yeah, his brother. Yeah. And that creeped me out so bad. I was like, I got to listen to more of this podcast. This is terrifying. Yeah. Like the, the minor details tend to be the scariest things because it's just so uncanny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be yeah, that was a particularly creepy one too. Yeah. Mm. So taking a healthy dose of skepticism into account, what sort of paranormal phenomena are you personally one hundred percent sold on as being real? And that also includes any of your own personal experiences if you want to expand on those. Oh, I mean you know, mystery lights. I've I've seen Okay. I've seen them and I've taken skeptics to see them, like hard skeptics. Um in fact John, the fellow I was talking about before, mm-hmm. there's one place I go to see these lights and I've been going there and it's consistent. Like if you were to come visit me and say like, like, you know, let's go somewhere and see something. I, 
I would take you there, especially in the winter when the leaves are off the tree, because chances are we'd see something. Okay. And uh, John one time is like, yeah, you know, take me there. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. He's he's a, a healthy skeptic. He's not a, you know, it's all bunk, but he's like, let me let me see it. And then, you know, then we'll decide. And uh, by the end of the night, he was on his knees laughing, trying to grab an orb out of the air. They were coming so close <laughs> to us and it's just crazy. completely blown away. Oh, I love that. Uh, so those I know, I mean, I, I can't tell you what they are, but I know they're out there 100%. The other stuff, you know, like I would weigh in on, on the reality of Bigfoot, but I would uh, add a, a huge caveat that I don't think there's a monkey in the woods that we're going to put in a cage someday. Some kind of skinwalking multidimensional being, man. It's something we can't comprehend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's a natural animal, it's so gifted with evolutionary skills and so forth that it's, it's not like any other thing that's on Earth. So it might as well be paranormal anyway at that point. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I certainly believe the witnesses I've talked to. I've certainly had, you know, th things in the woods that confirm to Bigfoot reports. I've never seen a big hairy creature, you know, but I've seen, you know, red eyes. I've, you know, had things thrown at me and so forth. Right. That's crazy about the mystery lights. I actually, I've seen the Anson lights in Texas in person. I don't know if either of you are familiar with those. Yeah. 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 I drove down that old county road at like midnight. And then sure enough, there's only this small stretch that's maybe, I don't know, 20 feet, 30 feet. And there's only within that one spot, you can see this twinkling light just out in the horizon in the middle of a field. But if you go too far or too close, it's not there. Wow. So um, weird. We're not too sure what it is. It's strange. It could be lights from the freeway, but that doesn't always check out uh, geographically. But yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, they're so interesting. And I have no clue what they are. <laughs> no clue at all. <laughs> they, I could tell you that. So there's a this place we go to. We've we've codenamed it Site 7 because it's, it's technically private property. And there are some aspects of it that actually make the land dangerous. And I would feel really awful if someone got hurt going there. So we, we just gave it, gave it that code name. There are not Sites 1 through 6. It was just a silly, you know, I don't remember even who came up with it exactly. <laughs> In any case, uh, we there's an area you can park and see the lights from, and it gets so creepy there. And you're you're like you know ten feet from your car, and it gets so creepy and so weird and and so scary that I've had people who are like you know super brave dudes who you know run after bigfoot just after a while just like i'm done man we gotta go I'm like and everyone usually agrees like yeah it's time to go the night i took john i said let's hike into the woods and at, at during the day and just sit there where so we hiked into where we see the lights and we just sat there until it got dark and it was so much more of a playful experience when we were there among the lights I really expected it to get super intense and like, this is going to be crazy. We're going to be running out of here screaming, you know, but uh, no, it was a very playful night. Like I said, they were coming like right up to us. It was really neat, but uh, yeah, it's, it's odd how, it, how the, it changes there. So I have to ask these lights that you see, because this is one of the biggest and I would say the only paranormal experience that I've had outside of like sleep paralysis and shadow people experiences the the most important one to me had was a light can i ask you have you heard noises when these lights come up to you not we've heard all kinds of noises there okay uh, um but i i don't know if they they issue from the lights or what you know okay um we've we've heard weird huffs and growls and you know things like that 
Okay. Um, the 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 person who keyed me into these lights, I told him about the area, but he lived closer than me, and he got there before me. Um, someone else had told me, like, hey, you know, I used to go here when I was a kid, and we experienced all this stuff, and um, this is an older guy. So I told my friend, and he happened to live, like, a couple miles away from the place. So he got there before I did, and he's like, man, there's there's Bigfoot eyes in the woods there. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, there's Bigfoot eyes, and they change colors. And he had this whole theory about, like, when they're angry, they're red, and when they're not angry, they're white, and then the different lights mean different things. I'm like, what are you – this sounds so nuts, right? Mm-hmm. So – Went there, and I had a guy with me who had a, a laser, and uh, we started seeing these lights. It takes a long time. Your, your eyes have to kind of, like, adjust, mm-hmm. and then you'll start picking them up in your peripherals. And we started seeing these lights, and they're moving. They're changing colors. We're looking at them through binoculars and everything else. And I, I told this guy, I said, hey, it was a 10-mile military-grade green laser. I said, point your laser right at one of those lights and see what happens. And it took him a little bit to get it focused in, you know, cause to, to actually hit the light. And when he did, it turned red and then apertured out. Wow. <laughs> and we repeated this experiment. I don't know how many times, 10 times, at least every light he hit with that, it would turn red and aperture out. And I like what man-made light does that. Like you right. cannot yeah. tell me that like, I just don't know of a man-made light that would do that. Uh, of course, people listening to the podcast were like, you're shining lights and lasers in Bigfoot's eyes. I'm like, can you, like, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can Relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're hurting Bigfoot. I'm like, okay. All right. It's in the name of science, people. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Now, would I repeat that experiment? Probably not because we don't know what those lights are. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't think they're Bigfoot's eyes, but I don't know what they are. So I don't know if it's a good thing to be literally poking at them like that. But it was very interesting. It was a super interesting thing. And because we're thinking like there must be some kind of like game cameras in there and stuff. And I, I've hiked all through there during the day looking for anything to explain this stuff. And I, you know, I can't, I just, and I've taken other people with me, like, please explain this. I, I would love to, you know, have this explained to me. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. I'm sold. Yeah. Let's I'm totally go. sold. We would love to, to come check this stuff out, man. Cause we've talked about going on site to so many different places. Uh, Brandon's not far from uh, Skinwalker ranch and that's one right place we've the talked about going. Um, I'm honestly a little scared to just because I've heard so many horror stories. Hmm. Uh, but, but we talk so much about going on location and doing our own investigating outside of just sharing listener stories. Um, but this is a huge inspiration for me personally, like this, like, you've completely changed the way that I look at what we do with our podcast. I would love to to go on site to any of these places and see this kind of thing. Yeah. It's so yep. much, it's so much fun when it works, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, also a lot yeah. of work, but, but it, Oh yeah. It, there, it, I've, it, I can imagine there's so many adventures where you just don't see anything like you said, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just carry along a microphone and say, this is the podcast. But uh, the reason I asked about the sound was, um, the only time I've had a very paranormal experience to where somebody else could corroborate. Uh, and I've told this story so many times. I, I was recently on the Morbid podcast and shared it with them. Um, I was driving down like a two-lane highway and I saw this big bright light in the sky and it started getting bigger and closer. So I pulled over because I thought it might be a helicopter. I wanted to see what was going on. When I pulled over, a car pulled over behind me Um I got out of the car and looked up at this light and it just started getting bigger and closer, but I heard zero sound. Like I thought it would be a helicopter. Uh It was just a giant light in the sky 
guy behind me heard it as well. He got out of his car or, or, or rather saw, saw it, it. Rather. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it. Guy, <laughs> he didn't hear anything. He just saw the light and we were just standing there watching it for a second. And then it just went back up into the sky and disappeared. And I tried to talk to him about it, but he didn't speak English. So we really couldn't. Oh. And this was before like smartphones. We had like, I had a flip mm-hmm. phone. He didn't even have a phone with him. Uh, so, you know, there's no way to really exchange information. So it was just kind of like, I saw it, you saw it. What the hell was that? And then we went on our way. Some more weird paranormal stuff happened with me. I had a uh, sleep paralysis. I saw a shadow person that night. And then the next morning I got into my car to go to work and I looked up at the, uh, the window where my bedroom was and there was a dark handprint next to the window. And I thought that was so weird. There's no ledge there where somebody could climb up. Somebody would have to have a ladder. So I went up there and I stuck my hand outside of the window window next to the outside of the house and like tried to clean it off with my hand. And when I looked at my hand, it was like ash. It wasn't like dirt or paint. It just flaked away like ash. Hmm. And that was just the weirdest coincidence of experiences to happen all at once. So but, that, that all happened like together. Yeah, that was the next morning wow, after yeah, I saw the bright light. Yeah, that's so it was just all connected. And it, you know, the the sleep paralysis and shadow person could have completely just been stress. Who knows? I that's the most unexplainable <laughs> like phenomena uh to try and connect to this situation, but that handprint was so weird. Even my I showed it to my dad. I was living with my parents at the time, and my dad was just like, "Yeah, I don't know what it is." Oh well, see you later. He yeah. don't care. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just didn't hear any noise. I just saw this big bright light that just wow. appeared and disappeared and no explanation, no noise or anything. And that was the only time I ever, I think I ever saw anything in the sky or any lights or anything like that. Did you get back home or wherever you were going after the light on time? Yeah. Yeah, I did. There was no missing time. Totally normal. Uh, I actually checked my watch because I had read so many uh, missing time stories with abductions and UFOs and things like that. I was deep into this stuff at that time. So this was truly fascinating to me. I've got to share with them my three loud bangs story. Oh yeah. The three loud bangs. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So check this out. What do you make of this? We were talking on the podcast about just acknowledging that we could be inviting these sort of things into our lives And I got a little cheeky and I said, oh, no, I'll be okay. I'm very spiritually resilient. I'm not scared (laughs) of no damn demon. In that same night, I get woken up by three loud bangs. I hear the first bang. It's like a gunshot goes off right in my face. I jolt awake and then preceding that or following that rather, two more bangs. Boom, boom, right after it. I'm scared as all hell, but whatever. I just roll over and fall back asleep somehow And then the next morning, somebody who was in my living room playing Xbox at 3 a.m. asked me, what were those three loud bangs coming from your bedroom? So it was corroborated. And I don't know what to make of it. But the fact it was 3 a.m., three loud bangs, the same night I was a little sarcastic and kind of invited a challenge. Yeah, that's my story. What's the rolling over and going back to sleep? Like, I get so (laughs) many reports of that. Like, people, like, yeah, I I got woken up. I looked out the window, Bigfoot staring in at me. (laughs) scared the hell out of me and I turned over and went to sleep like what is that (laughs) I know I know I think the same thing when I read these stories of people just shrugging it off but lo and behold that's what I did too oh it's a thing it's totally a thing yeah I think I think like the way I've been phrasing it is like the other it's like there's like oh we can get you when you're awake but it's a lot easier to get you when you're asleep so go back to sleep Exactly. It's, it's going to be a dream. You're going to think of it as a dream or you're going to be too tired to care or mm-hmm. you're not going to want to deal with it. Yeah. There's so many 
factors oh, yeah. that come into play when yeah, it comes I've, to sleep. I've, I've fallen asleep myself, you know, after after things. I we were in uh, West Virginia for an event called Cryptid Bash a couple years ago, and we had uh, rented a Airbnb place. It was like outside of of the. I think it was in. Um, Morgantown, West Virginia. This was outside, like in a, you know, back in a holler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was really cool. And we got there and we're kind of unloading stuff. And I'm looking around at all the woods around this Airbnb. And I thought, oh, it's like, oh, we're going to, Bigfoot's going to come up and bang on the house tonight, you know, making a joke. Well, that night after a cryptid bash, I'm going to sleep. My wife sleeps with the light on. Um, she, she has ever, <laughs> ever since her, her own flannel man encounter. And, uh, I I was like, oh, I get to sleep with the lights off tonight. This this will be nice, you know. Good good night's sleep. And uh I'm having this dream of of grays that were texting me. And I I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, they texted me. Their texts came in on my phone. So they say you can't read in dreams. I was reading their texts fine. They came in on my phone. They looked different than other people's texts. They were like red like with a gold like frame around them or something very strange. And uh, but they said, when you sleep with the lights on, you're just avoiding confrontation with us. That's what that's what the text said in my dream. And I wake up, and I, as soon as I wake up, right above my head on the outer wall of this this house, boom! This just this thump, and it's like three in the morning or something. I have like. Had, was no mood to go out and look for Bigfoot. <laughs> I yeah. was just like, got up, rolled over, the, and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I went to the bathroom, went back in, didn't turn the lights <laughs> on. I just went right back to sleep. I was just was like, I, I'm not hunting for Bigfoot right now. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm fully convinced that uh, we do invite these kinds of things into our lives when we decide to do anything investigative or a podcast or anything where we look into those realms, those different uh, levels of existence. Because I I believe personally that they're existing here with us. We don't always see them. We don't always experience them until we open ourselves up to them. And I think that when we do these things, like this podcast, so many paranormal things and so many weird things have happened to us just since we started doing this because we're spending so much of our energy and time on these things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like lucid dreaming, just without even really trying to lucid dream, just by talking about it. I've been having so many, I don't even really share all of them because it's so just part of my daily life at this point. Because we get so many lucid dream stories. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I'm, I don't know if I'm able to lucid dream because I'm, I'm like such a believer. I'm so ready to believe. And I'm like, I'm in the dream and it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on a train with a, you know, a hallway that goes out to the side of the train and then, you know, a basement or something. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That seems right to yeah. me. You know? <laughs> I'm just, okay, cool. Here's the thing. You're going to lucid dream tonight, man, just because we brought it up and talked about well, it. If, if I do, you'll be the first to hear about it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Do some reality checks and you'll get there. You'll get there. So I do want to ask you real quick. um, Are there any stories that you've listened to or your listeners or uh, let's just say your guests have have shared with you on your podcast that have truly scared you, just kept you up at night and you couldn't stop thinking about this genuinely freaked you out? No, not, not kept me up at night. Like I said, the ones that involve kids, uh, there was a guy on that, talked about this basically this entity that was just like tormenting his kid for for you know months at one end and trying to get his very very young toddler to go outside 
you know oh yeah and and, and stuff like that. And, that and that's very anytime there's kids involved it becomes very very disturbing some of the bigfoot yeah. stories where people are like yeah bigfoot was like beckoning my child from the from the bushes like nah uh-uh i like those yeah. those are super creepy but uh yeah i mean for most of this this stuff is i don't know it's just so fascinating to me it is more fascinating than it is frightening just uh, with a curious mind i think we just have curious minds yeah same i don't think a single story has ever actually scared me disturbed a little mm-hmm. bit sure but never yeah. like oh i wish i never read that because it's yeah it's just yeah. fascinating at the end of the day it's fascinating mm-hmm. we have had stories from people about when they were kids and they were beckoned by different types of entities and spirits mm-hmm. to leave their house or stray away from the family a lot of those stories actually one specifically was a girl that woke up in the middle of the night i think it I don't remember where she was from, but it was her cousin who was staying with her that night. And she woke up to her cousin asking her to go to the bathroom with her, to walk her to the bathroom, walked her to the bathroom. I I don't think that she went to the bathroom. I could be misremembering this. I'm doing my very best. Um, But she wanted her to leave the house, like wanted her to go out the back door. And that's when she realized like, oh, this isn't my cousin. There's something off. There's something weird about her. It goes back to us saying that there's just something not right about these others, as you call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the beckoning children away from safety is a really disturbing thought. Yeah. And children in general, it seems, are more susceptible to this as well as people that are in this wakened sleep state. I think it's something to do with vulnerabilities because children are very vulnerable people who may have, say, some mental health issues or anxieties. And that's all that's not to suggest that these things are the result of mental health, but they tap into these vulnerabilities, whether we're sleeping or have something going on or if we're a child. It's very interesting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. When we're our minds are, uh, I guess, at their weakest, you know what I mean? Yep. It sounds very trite, but I mean, children are are more open to it. And one one way to shut the stuff down like is just to be completely close to it you know yeah. um it'll shut it down that's like people who who you know oh i want to experience this i've never experienced anything it's like well you got to put yourself in the places where this stuff happens and you got to be open to it if you're just like if you're saying it's never going to happen to me it might never happen to you um man so much cool stuff that you shared with us just in, in, you know, the short time you've been with us. Um, I really do appreciate it. These are great stories and I'm excited to jump into more of your episodes. Um, I just want to say thanks so much for coming on the show. This is actually huge for me. I'm a fan. And oh, uh, like I said, my friend Cody introduced me to your show a while back and we kind of chatted about it. And then all of a sudden, one of our fans say, hey, you got to listen to this episode of this podcast. I'm like, I do listen to this podcast. Duh. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I appreciate it so much. You're welcome back anytime. Well, um, for I'd me. like to ask. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to ask if you uh, want to share with our listeners where they can find your show Everything else that you're working on, your books, um, your art, everything that you would like to plug, uh, please use use our platform. All right. So you ready for a two-hour extended cut? <laughs> yes. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's content, um, baby. Content. <laughs> strangefamiliars.com is where you can find my podcast, and all of that contact information goes to me. You can find links there to my books on Amazon and my Etsy shop if you want to buy them directly from me. That's great. Um, I started a additional podcast. I'm very careful not to say new because I, I have no, in, no intention of stopping strange familiars, but I started an additional podcast called the flowered path and that's about saints. So it gets into, you know, I, it's, it's very, uh, 
strange familiars esque, but it just has to do with saints. You know, they're they're experiencing uh, these you know wonderfully weird things and miracles and and all the strange things that happen that you know make them saints. And uh, that's available everywhere, as is Strange Familiars, everywhere you listen to podcasts or theflowerpath.com. We're just getting that going. Well, we're. It's me alone. I'm just getting the flower path going. So any kind of following and supporting and, and liking and, and all the all the stuff people do would, would help a great deal with that. Um, I have several books out. Uh, Beyond the Seventh Gate is my first book that has to do with uh, local legends. Uh, I did a follow-up to that called Don't Look Behind You. Um, there's a third book about semi-local stuff is about Gettysburg, Pennsylvania called the witch cloud. That's about two haunted bridges in Gettysburg. There's a book of my artwork called artwork called apparitions. That is my only book. That's not available on Amazon. You have to get that from my Etsy shop. Cause I can't figure out how to get that on Amazon. It's, it's not a, it's not a print on demand thing. It's, it's uh you know, I actually had them made up. Um, Let's see, Where the Footprints End, Volumes 1 and 2, I wrote with a co-author, Joshua Cutchin, and they both explore the weird aspects of Bigfoot, like Bigfoot in conjunction with UFOs and ghosts and fairies and witches and, and all that neat stuff. Two volumes of, of weird stuff on Bigfoot. So don't ever believe anybody who tells you there's nothing weird about Bigfoot. There's way, 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 lots of weird, weird stuff about Bigfoot. I've done... I'm ordering them right now. Yes. <laughs> I've done two books of historical Bigfoot sightings, uh, taken from old newspapers from the 1800s up to the 1920s, Bigfoot in Pennsylvania and Bigfoot West Coast Wildman, and more on the way. Um, next is, should be the entire East Coast. I'll be tackling with that. And I'm working on a book about hermits right now. So hopefully uh, sometime, it's taking me a lot longer than I'd like, but sometime in... 2023 i will have a book about hermits published and uh that's all the links to all that stuff is at strangefamiliars.com and uh i guess well there's my music as well links to that mm-hmm. is on there as well so i'm always working on something mm, you are a man of action thank you yeah, so much it. this was great this was really great this is like you said a breath of fresh air i liked this a lot oh thank you yeah and we'll have all of those links in the show notes for everything uh that you just went over i'm gonna get those two bigfoot uh, books. And uh, I'm really excited about that hermit book. That's not, that's super interesting to me because I think we had like maybe one hermetic story on the podcast. It was a really cool story. My wife bought me a picture of a hermit and I'd sat by the oh, computer cool. <laughs> for months. And then uh, I, one day I picked it up so like from the early 1900s. She's like, Hey, you know, cause Bigfoot was called wild men back in the day. And she's like, Oh, you, this guy looks like a wild man. You, you like him. And I just typed in his name. I had some time to do some research one day, and I typed in his name, and this incredible story popped up. His name was uh, William Woodruff, and we, he was the first hermit we did on the podcast, an uh, episode called William of the Fiery Flowers. Anyway, this guy ha- had a connection to Bigfoot anyway. He was actually mistaken for a Bigfoot himself <laughs> at one point. And uh, just this incredible story came up, and that started my hermit fascination. I started collecting hermit photos, and, and we did several hermit stories since then, and, and so the the book has come out of all that awesome I'm looking forward to that man Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show again check out all of his work at uh, strangefamiliars.com Timothy Renner appreciate you man thank you so much thanks for having me absolutely All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening to our interview with Timothy Renner. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week for our regularly scheduled program. 
thank you all for tuning in. That's right. We'll be back with a bunch of spooky stories next week. And don't forget to send your stories into stories at oddtrails.com and sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash oddtrails to get ad-free versions of all of our episodes at a higher bit rate for the best listening experience. Stay safe. Peace out.